Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I got a girlfriend. I cannot get laid for free. Thank you very much. <laughs> Further ensuring I will never get laid once his airs. <laughs> I like to impress girls, though. Holy just look at me. You catch more flies with honey, but you catch more honeys when you're flying. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? You might hate that joke today, but you'll still quote it tomorrow. I don't know why. That is... Been on a terrible dates, y'all. Went on a date with this one girl, asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up, because she was only like 28 years old, and she's like, I want to be like a volunteer, but like, I want to get paid for it. And I was like, uh, I think you want to be an employee. I hate to get all tricky with my English and but that's what you want to be. Say that from now on. That's how that sentence goes. She flipped it on me all, like it was a pancake. She's like, how do your parents feel about you being such a loser? I was like, I haven't told them yet. You gotta save some stuff with a suicide note. Am I right, ladies? Am I right? What's up, Sutniks? Uh, I'm Tom Takar. That was Matt Fulcheron from his Comedy Central Presents. He is the Full Charge, his nickname. Uh, I love that guy. So funny. And man, Matt, if you didn't put that on a t-shirt, you're a dumbass. You (laughs) catch more flies with honey, but you catch more honeys if you fly. Make it a t-shirt. If not, me and Coach are going to do it. We could use some cash. Yeah, we, you think we you think we don't want to make money? By the way, I'm joined uh, as usual uh, by uh, Coach T, extra, ex, ex, producer extraordinaire. Uh, how are you, Coach? I'm doing well, man. I'm out here chilling. Hell yeah, I'm doing man. good, man. Uh, yeah, we uh, we want you to make a T-shirt of that, Matt. And again, if you don't, I'm going to because we you know we're stretching for. I gotta I got. Big news for for the listeners here. I'm just going to tell you right now and uh, get it over with. Rip off the Band-Aid. We've just been informed we have two episodes left of this show. So uh, we're going to get it all out. Coach, say something crazy. (laughs) Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't do. I can't. That's not my style. That's not my style. I don't get down like that. Um, I enjoy anybody that would pay me to do a job. They don't even like doesn't. That's not even a thing to me. No. So I'm uh, I'm I appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of things that I want to say about the world, but it's not the place for that. This is a stand-up <laughs> place. But I will say this: um, 
Tom is one of the most, um, you're one of the most guy, most interactive co-host I've ever done anything with. Most people don't put this kind of energy into their fans. So I got to like hear people talk and that was like a first for me. So I appreciate that, Tom. Usually I do stuff and I have no idea how it landed. I just do it. But uh, rolling with Tom was a good experience like that. So that's a new side of the world for me. I'm a, I might be more, you know, social out there. Hell yeah. I'm glad to hear that that is uh, something we've accomplished here, Coach. Uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to get, I told you before, I'm not going to get too into it this episode because we got one more after this. And we got a great episode today. And I don't want to uh, blur it up by talking about uh, any kind of farewells or anything. But I will say it's so funny uh, to get this announcement today because... I, this weekend, I was uh, I did a show in the park. The weather in New York was insane this weekend, so I did some outdoor shows. And uh, the, my buddy Kyle, uh, who is a uh, he works for Stand Up New York, uh, very very good dude. But he came up to me and he was like, "Hey man, I just want you to know, like I really love your podcast and like you and Coach. I like I binged it. I listened to all of it and like it. It's my favorite. He's like I listen to it every week and like we we." He was like, anything I can do to help the show. And uh, <laughs> and uh, what I will say now is what you can do to help us is follow me at Tom Takar, uh, where I will be posting stuff. And also, you know, in the future, all the stuff that I do on the show, like recommend uh, comedians for people or like uh, if you have joke detectives, keep sending them to me because now I'm going to have a little more free time. So uh, send them over. Not, not really. I'll still be writing and stuff, but. Uh, you know, send stuff over. I I appreciate it. It's Tom Takar, T H A K K A R, and uh, yeah, we also on top of that uh, got an email uh that I I wanted to address right up top uh because I I really liked it and uh, I sent this over to Coach so that we both we both have an answer because uh, oh I wanted to address this too. We didn't have an episode last week. It was Thanksgiving, oh, nice so we took a little break uh and. We got an email from uh, Zawadi that says, Yo, where's the pot at? Missed you guys this week. Listening to you has become a routine. I really enjoy the show. I've watched stand-up pretty much throughout my life, but only pretty recently got very interested in the art form itself. Would love to hear you and Coach T talk about your first memories of watching slash hearing comedy and what made you love it so much. By the way, Sutnix is the best name. Please stick to it. All love from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, hey, baby. All the way from Sweden. Thanks, yeah, Zawadi. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and say, for me, my first memories of stand-up comedy, I want to say it's Chris Rock, uh, his first special. My stepdad brought home uh, the tape, like the VHS tape. He got it from Blockbuster. And put it on and it was him and it was Andrew Dice Claire, the two that I remember seeing first. And I can't remember which one I saw first, but I remember being blown away because it changed the mood of the room. Like I, I, I think I've briefly tapped into this. And, uh, when you guys hear my stand up, I talk about it way more, but my, uh, stepdad was very violent. Uh, you know, not a uh, pleasant man to be around. And I, I really, uh, was uncomfortable and in fear a lot of the time as a child and seeing a situation where everybody him and his buddy were there and they let me watch and they were laughing their asses off and it made me laugh to watch them laugh and I I would catch jokes here and there but it was magic to me I was like it's turned these people that I 
normally would be afraid of and it's tense. Now everybody's happy. And uh, just seeing a guy like Chris Rock control a room and control a room that he's not even in, in my home, uh, it blew my mind. And he was being so silly and I was so used to adults being so serious that I was in love with it right off the bat. And it's same with Dice Clay. I was I was blown away. I remember the nursery rhymes. Like I I really really liked it. And it wasn't comedy that was appropriate for a child probably, but it was what made me think of stand up as this godlike thing where these people were chosen to do this thing and they are so capable and they can control what the mood is in my home from the TV, and it was crazy. Uh, yeah, that was mine. What, what about you, Coach? There's a lot of layers in your answer there, Tom. You know. <laughs> I mean, there would have to be for me to be the host of the show, right? Like, I mean, there's, there's it has of, to have had a deep impact on me. Hey, man, there's a lot of layers, a couple connections that I caught. I'm going to leave that, you know, for us when we talk offline. But uh, I had to say, I had to say, uh, Sinbad. Those Sinbad specials were like. Cause you know, I, I grew up, I grew up, you know, kind of poor, but in a place that didn't have stuff and not necessarily that we were poor. We just didn't have certain things. So we'd have to like rent a VHS machine. And when somebody had like a, a when, when somebody had HBO, they would tape it and then it would go around like the whole community, right? It would go to like seven different houses. And so I remember the, the, uh, the Sinbad tape coming and that shit was hilarious, man. Me and my mom laughed our asses off. But I was too young to think about it as a stand-up. I just like, you know, hanging out with my mom laughing. Sure. Um, so and, you and, weren't like, it's crazy that this is just a guy nah. doing this? That's what blew my mind. Nah. Is like usually you'd have to watch a whole movie and there's millions of dollars being poured into this oh, no. production. Sinbad was working. But Sinbad's just funny. He was he was working. But now I will say that that was I never I never, I don't want to say took it serious. I just never thought it was a thing. I thought it was like, oh, this is what you do. People laugh. But I actually went to, when I was in college, I went to stand-up. I went to the Laugh Factory. I've been there twice, actually. I think the first time I went there, Damon Wayans was there. And then the second time I went there, or the other or the other way around, Godfrey was there. And then I remember like, oh, this is dope. Like going to a stand-up, that shit is different. Like this is this is dope. So being in there, I was like, oh, I had so much respect for the art form. And you know, ten years later, I'm, I'm kind of in it, Loki. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in it. You're here. We're doing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Loki. that's that's really interesting. And you know what's funny is that you said Godfrey, and yeah, they're different for obvious reasons. But like Godfrey, I don't believe is clean. But no, no, no. Sinbad hey, he roasted is, me, bro. But he Sinbad, me. he did. What he do? Oh, yeah, man. At the time, Puff Daddy had this like making the band. It was making the band too, and he like made everybody walk to go get some cheese steaks. And he I had remember this, this. He had this shirt, and he was like no bitch assness. So my girl got me a no bitch assness shirt. And I was, <laughs> but I'm a big dude, so like shit is on my chest. Like you know, especially in my college time, I was a little bit tighter. And so he saw that shirt and he just went off. I guess he didn't see the show. And he was like, no, bitch, ashness. On the, and he just spent like five minutes on me. And I was like, oh, this this is not cool. Like, <laughs> you talk about somebody else. But uh, I thought I thought it was fun. Like, what live stand-up is, is dope. And I think it's it's always going to exist. It's really dope. You got to go. You got to go. Even if you don't want to do stand-up, you should probably hit a club once a month. Just yeah. just to be normal. It's It's a great experience. Very, very fun stuff, and uh, definitely, you know, obviously, we're in the middle of a damn pandemic, but... Oh, yeah, uh, you can't do none of that. 
Yeah, I talked about it. Uh, we we recorded and had to re-record some stuff because uh, we screwed up and didn't realize Thanksgiving was happening. By the way, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving, but uh, and stayed safe or whatever. But uh, when we recorded last, I said uh, basically we lost the Creek in the Cave, uh, which is a legendary comedy venue in New York, and uh, it was a very strange place. It it had its ups and downs, but it certainly was a place that uh, has a lot of history for New York comedy and a lot of your favorite comedians spent a lot of time there. Um, they, they were for sure a home to a lot of people. When I first got to New York, they fed me Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. like they did that sort of shit for comedians. Uh, Rebecca Trent took care of comics. so uh, the fact that it shut down is a huge bummer. but uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Nah, what I man, do want to get some jokes. What you got? I got some great clips for you guys today. I, I picked some of my favorite comics today, uh, which is the half hour from Zach Galifianakis. If you don't know Zach Galifianakis, who are you? What are you talking about? You're crazy. You know him from The Hangover. You know him from Live at the Purple Onion. He's a superstar now, but back then when he taped this special, he was not. And I showed this to so many people like, can you believe how funny this guy is? This guy is. And the other clip we have today is from Lavelle Crawford, another murderer who you know from television, from film. I'm pretty sure he was just in Hubie Halloween. He was in Breaking Bad, but he's just a smooth killer. And that is Lavelle Crawford. So today on the show, we have for you Zach Galifianakis and Lavelle Crawford. You know what I like to do when I'm at a video store? You know the uh, quick drop they have there? I like to stick my penis in there. (laughs) And then look at the help and go, have you seen this? Is this any good? Oh, it's due back Tuesday? When I go to events and uh, concerts and stuff, I, I think a lot of people, they yell out like, woo, or yeah, when they like something. I like to be more specific when I yell things out. I like to like, when I'm at a concert, I like to yell out things like, the way you play your music makes me feel good inside. <laughs> or instead of, instead of yelling encore, yell things like, come back and play some songs you haven't played yet. <laughs> Please. Well, don't boo, people. Don't boo. Be more specific. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I hate that! I hate it! <laughs> Reality shows are big now. Survivor, Temptation Island, The Mole. Oh my God! I I want to do a I want to do a, uh, I do a uh, reality show where it's uh, three racist white people that live in the South Bronx. <laughs> and it's called Cracker Hunt. <laughs> There'd be scenes of the white guys going. I, I, call you boy (laughs) I want to do another reality show based on the mole but it's it's really about uh, STD sexually transmitted diseases and it's called God I hope that's a mole (laughs) 
Now I'd like to do a few characters if I can. This first character I'm, uh, I've been working on <clears throat> is called the Timid Pimp. And he's on the phone with one of his hookers. Here we go, the Timid Pimp. Um, hi, Amber. Hi, hi, it's, hi, it's Marcus. Yeah, I can hold. Uh, all right, this next character. This next character I'm working on is called the apathetic redneck, and he's he's uh, on the phone with his uh, he's on the phone with his uh, brother who's getting ready to get the death penalty. <clears throat> yeah, man, that sucks about the death penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama told me. Hey, what are you gonna do with your Camaro? <laughs> I just realized how stupid all these are. <laughs> okay, this next character uh, I've been working on for a while is called the Gay Snake. I really want to leave uh, New York City very badly, but I just put $6,000 on my Metro card. <laughs> Growing up, my dad was like, Zach, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And he's so right. Take this sentence, for instance. She had a crack baby. Versus, she had a crack baby. Have you ever been so drunk that you wet the bed? And I don't mean you're, you're sleeping in it, you're just standing over pissing on it. I live in Los Angeles and uh, I was there on the Walk of Fame and I'd been drinking that night. And I just got a henna tattoo that said forever. And I was making out with a squatter in front of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like I said, I was drinking. By the way, you know that you have a drinking problem when the bartender knows your name. And you've never been to that bar before. So I'm there on the Walk of Fame and I stumble across Tony Danza's star. And I urinated on it. Just yelling out, who's the boss now? 
Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I'm not really supposed to comment about the audience, but there's a hyena in the... Thank, thank you, though. Thank you. Thank you. Can you leave? I need to change my life. I need to change my ways. I'll tell you that. Last year, I, I, my resolution, New Year's resolution, was to stop saying, you go girl, to myself. <laughs> but I have dreams, ladies and gentlemen, just like everyone in this room. Hopes, anticipation is the way I want my life. Let me share them with you. My dream of owning or having a three-boy country trio called the Chixie Dicks. <laughs> I also dream that the Spanish channel will have English subtitles <laughs> so I can finally figure out what I've been laughing at this whole time. I'm trying to lose weight, trying to get in shape, man. I, I swear to God, I'm trying to get in shape. But I think the devil want me to stay fat. Because every time I try to lose weight, they come out with some food I've been dreaming of praying about for a long time. I swear to God, I was walking down the street the other day and a Burger King appeared out of nowhere. Like it came from heaven or something like, oh. And it had a sign on it said, Burger King now has triple whoppers. I said, I'm not looking at that sign. I'm not looking at it. I ain't looking at it. I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not going to look at that sign. The sign said, hey, fat boy. <laughs> you heard me. Burger King now has triple Whoppers. You know how long I pray that they add one more delicious patty <laughs> to that already delicious double Whopper that they have on display. I'm like, dear Lord, if it's your will, just add one more delicious patty to that already delicious double whopper that you have on display just to see if the bun could hold the capacity. <laughs> For limited time only, Lord. God be like, with cheese or without cheese, my son. <laughs> Both, Lord. <laughs> so I can make a comparison. <laughs> oh. I'm always having food fantasies, man. When I used to get high, man, I think of some genius stuff. I be getting high, I be like, you know what they, you know what they need to do? They need to take a Krispy Kreme donut, right? While it's still hot. And take some soft serve ice cream and inject it right into the donut. You got that hot and cold meshing together and you bite it through that sucker. Oh. 
I'm sorry, I had a little bit of an orgasm for a minute. There's <laughs> somebody in the audience fast talking about, he's a genius! <laughs> yes, I am. But I, I got worried about my weight, man, and I had to go to the doctor. I, I hate doctors, man. I hate doctors. Because every time I go to the doctor, they always want to stick their finger up my ass. <laughs> I always want to stick that finger up my butt. What, what is that? I don't know. What is it? You walk in, doctor says, what seems to be the problem? Oh, I got a chest cold. Well, lay on your stomach. <laughs> Hold on, man. Do you work here? Let me see your ID. <laughs> you gonna just walk in and put your finger dead up in my ass? You ain't even took me to dinner or nothing. Jesus. <laughs> Doctors. They like auto mechanics. You go on to get one thing fixed, they want to look at other stuff. I went, in, I went to the doctor for a twisted ankle, came out with diabetes. I was mad as hell. <laughs> like, hold on, man, how I got diabetes? Well, I checked your blood and your sugar was high. Maybe I'm a sweet potato. <laughs> and I went home to tell my mama about the diabetes. I said, mama, Sit down, I got something to tell you. She said, boy, you scared me. What's wrong with you? I said, mama, you got to sit down. I got something to tell you. Lord, don't tell me you're gay. I'm like, hell no. Nah. I'm too big to be gay. I can't bear it over that long. Has <laughs> some guy slap you on my ass talking about who your daddy? I don't know. <laughs> but you know, you know, I told my father, I said, I forgot. But, you know, I said, Mama, I got diabetes. She didn't even know what it was. She was like, What's that? I said, Mama, you don't know what diabetes is. She said, I don't know what it is, but you should have been wearing a condom out there messing a the little nasty ass girl. I said, Mama, what's wrong with you? It, it, it ain't, diabetes ain't a venereal disease. And I forgot black folk give everything a nickname. We don't even call diabetes diabetes. We call it the sugar. <laughs> I said, Mama, I got the sugar. She was like, oh, Lord, not the sugar. Not the baby Jesus. <laughs> Take me instead, Lord. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Call him out. Call. Black folk go to church on you in a minute. That's on my grandmama answering machine. If you need more power, tell him what you want. <laughs> Leave a message at the end of the tambourine. Bing. We need to celebrate Black History Month. I think we need to celebrate Black History Month. I, I, we got to celebrate it harder. Black History Month is the shortest month of the year, but we need to celebrate it, man. Everybody else celebrate their holiday. You know what I'm saying? Mexicans got Cinco de Mayo. They have guacamole all in the street. White folks got St. Patrick's Day. Kiss me, I'm married. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Not that hard. <laughs> But we need something. We need to get celebrated. We should at least get some free chicken. Chicken coupons, our favorite chicken restaurant, anywhere we want. And we should be able to dive down a predominantly white neighborhood as fast as we want, and the police can't pull us over. <laughs> Officer, it's Black History Month. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was March 1st. 
<laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, black man. Thank God. <laughs> but we need to celebrate Black History Month. We had some great inventors in Black History, man. We had a brother invented the light bulb. Did you know that? And brother invented the light bulb, and then another brother who invented the stoplight. I was like, wow. And some brother invented the peanut butter. I want to thank him for that, because he got me, he got me through some hungry times. I thank him for that. But you, but you know what kills me about Black History Month is all our great creators creating stuff, white man always find a way to top it. That's what killed me. Like a brother invented the light bulb, white man invented the electric bill. <laughs> Brother invented the stoplight, police invented the traffic ticket, ain't they? <laughs> Brother create a baby, white man create child support court. <laughs> that's my mama, that's my mama. I love her dearly, man. My mama was tough, though. She was tough when I was a kid. It was rough raising a little fat kid, man. You know, and you know, and I was, you know, she always weird. She was weird. She went out a little. She always like, Levin, you been, you, I'd be like, Mama, I'm full. I don't want any more. I'm not hungry. She'd be like, Well, you know what? There's many children in other countries that, that would love to have that food you turn down. Okay, Mama, I'll eat it right now. Then we go school shopping. Then she flip it on me. I, I can't, can't fit the jeans. She looking at me like, Damn. You busting out of everything. They're like, make up your mind, lady. What do you want me to do? Either you want, either you want me to eat for the children in the other country or you want to fit these jeans. Make up your mind. You know, I mean, and, you know, and I grew up to be a fat teenager, man. I wouldn't get no play from the girl. I'd be like, hey, baby, can I get a hug? Like, no, fat boy. I walk up to another girl, hey, baby, can I get a kiss? No, fat boy. I mean, look here, I got a name. They're like, what is it, fat boy? And I go home being depressed watching them after-school special. <laughs> Be a little white boy on there, he's sick of his parents. I'm sick of my parents, I'm sick of this world. <laughs> he said, I'm finna hang myself. Goodbye, cruel world. And he hangs himself from the ceiling fan. And I said, <laughs> and I said you know, that little white boy ain't got a bad idea. I said, I'm gonna hang myself from the ceiling fan too. Needless to say, my calculations was off. <laughs> the ceiling fan came down, along with the ceiling. And my mama came in, she wasn't worried about me, she worried about her ceiling fan. And her ceiling, she like, what the hell? You doing to my damn ceiling fan? In my damn ceiling? I said, stop yelling at me. I was trying to kill myself. My mom like, kill yourself? You want to kill yourself? Job, that'll kill you, big ass.
All right, that was Zach Galifianakis and Lavelle Crawford. God, I love those clips. Zach Galifianakis from his Comedy Central Presents in Season 5, and Lavelle Crawford also his Comedy Central Presents. Zach Galifianakis, I love that half hour so much. I watched as a kid, and it blew my mind because he's playing music throughout it. He just does weird stuff. The end of this special is him doing this dance with cue cards, and I, I couldn't play it for this because it's mostly you're, you're reading, but it's just a killer closer. And Live at the Purple Onion also, just very weird and funny. And I remember I used to watch these half hours all the time, and this one was different. They were the ones that were just different, and they stuck out, and you were like, how did this guy have the balls to do this? And it was it's just funny. He's so confident doing this. And watching somebody be confident and funny on stage might be the best time you're going to have. And Galifianakis is uh, mind-blowing. I remember seeing him in The Hangover and being and everybody wearing shirts that had him on it, like the Wolfpack thing, and being like, he did it! He's made it! This guy that I loved so much is now a star, and it blew my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it made me really happy, but... Uh, he was one of the comedians at comedy. He was just he was in the Patton Oswalt and Brian Posehn and Maria Bamford crew. And seeing him blow up, I was just, I was like, oh, it's possible for everybody to love this little thing that I love too. And uh, I, I really, really appreciated it. So Galifianakis, you can watch that whole special on cc.com. And then Lavelle Crawford can just say anything and it's funny. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we, we, me and you talked about it last week, but him just coming up with food ideas where there's not even a punchline. You're just like, that's, I just like hearing him talk about that. (laughs) That's, that's, it's uh, very pleasant, but he's a brilliant storyteller. He just leaks funny. He just drips funny. He's so funny. What'd you think of these clips this week, coach? Uh, I, you know, I like it, man. Everything you do is. It's legendary, man. You're probably going to go down as, you know, probably top two, three comedy pickers that ever existed, man. So you really want, you're a goat out here. So I'm just honored to be on the road with you. Um, but uh, I I wasn't familiar with Zach until The Hangover. So when I saw this version of Zach, I was like, whoa, it was weird. It was interesting. I was like, man, I didn't. It's, I'm glad he, he seems like he has such a very unique niche in comedy and kind of the way he crafts his stuff together. It's like, wow, I'm glad that you made it. But it also seemed like, man, that probably was very hard for him to make it because the lane that he kind of sits in in comedy is kind of weird, but eccentric. But, you know, he gets his jokes off. Well, he the thing that was great about The Hangover is he gets to play this weird kind of dumb guy, whereas his act is kind of this like drunken bard, this like yeah. poet type that's fail it's it's really different I, from what his his acting stuff is I, which is what he's got such good range yeah i think that that kind of stuff that uh him and hangover or any of those will ferrell joints where he's just you got to be funny like i think that's the hardest stuff to do in the world like like what, what do you call that the physical acting the uh i don't know i'm there's probably a title slapstick for I mean, I guess, yeah, but I mean, whatever. Physical comedian like like Jim Carrey, like those guys. That is such a very tough lane to record it right, to hit it right, and have it translate well in film. So to have a couple of those hangovers over his belt, man, that, that's pretty impressive. I, I think I think it's an underrated talent. We don't give that kind of stuff enough credit. Yeah, no, he's he's just a killer, and uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he's 
still so funny. Like he's just yeah. somebody who stayed funny. Between Two Ferns was is great. I don't know if you've watched that, but I I love that shit. No, uh, no. it's very funny, very funny stuff. They have a movie on Netflix now that yeah. you can check out. It's uh, it's really good. But yeah, I love I love both these clips. I, and I feel like you picked Lavelle because it was Thanksgiving and you was hungry. <laughs> no, easy now coach <laughs> you know that's as, not why i picked him as soon as i heard it i was like oh yeah i am hungry he um, was i mean he does make when he's talking about uh when he's talking about that fast food stuff i'm i'm telling you i relate so much i was just, my girlfriend just gave me a weird look earlier because i was a taco bell commercial came on for that new chalupa or whatever they have the <laughs> nacho like, toasted one yes it looked uh, so good and nah, it reminded man. me of lavelle crawford's bit about yo man it that shit looked like good i had this. it the other day she was trash are you serious it was trash i oh think my the guy, god what I if think they're the guy, sponsors coach <laughs> <laughs> i think the guy fucked my order up i think he put some weird sauce in there but i didn't finish it and i'm gonna tell you right now i can count on one hand all the meals i haven't finished in my whole life <laughs> I'm the same way with that. I, I can't everything. imagine not finishing something. That shit Even if go. I didn't like it, I would probably still eat it. But yeah, that's uh, that's wild. That I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna try it between this record and the next one, and uh, and give my thoughts on it too. All right, okay. Enough got, food. Enough food. Come on. Enough food. It's, we've had our Thanksgiving meal. And uh, hold on, did you have some? Did you have? Did you go big or did you you pandemic? You pandemic. We went small. My girlfriend made a little uh, pork shoulder and uh, Brussels sprouts and mashed potatoes. No people over. No, no. We we decided not to do anything big because we were trying to stay safe. The we we didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to get kooky. We weren't going to be able to see our family because we couldn't travel. So we were we were keeping it keeping it low prof. You know, we had also already, I had seen some people for my birthday, so it it felt like we had just seen people. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to my city. I called my aunt up because I was like, I heard she was scared because I was like, if she's not scared, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat. She was was scared, man. She said she wasn't going to make anything. Oh, man. I was like, are you serious? I said, what about the pink cake you make every year? She said, I'm not making it because I'm not eating it and nobody can come over. But 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 she tried to hit me with a Zoom link. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This chick, 76 years old, hit me with a Zoom link. I said, I can't eat no Zoom link. I'm good. I was just about to say, (laughs) Zoom link, it's like, look, if we're not eating, this is all chaos. She Nobody just hangs out was. on Thanksgiving. The whole thing is the food. Exactly. That's so funny. Zoom. I'm not zooming you. Unless the food with it. So I was hurt. I was fucked up. But my wife came through. I had probably the best um, Thanksgiving meal she ever did in her whole life, man. We worked really hard. Last year we had some mistakes. We went to the tape. We looked at some of the things that we did. Circled some problem areas. You know, we refocused and we knocked it out the park this year. So that's all fire. you can do is learn. This is what <laughs> this is what it is because it's not like your aunt came out of the gate swinging. You know, no, she had to get she in had the to game. do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, she had to do the same thing. Now you guys are going to be the aunt eventually. Shit was delicious, man. But anyways, Hell we yeah. got to get off that, man. What's let's, going on in comedy? Man? Let's uh, let's get to. We got an email here. I do want to say real fast because I forgot to plug this, but. Uh, I just had a milestone uh, career moment, which was fun. Is which is that uh, the show that I wrote for while I was in LA, the movie show on Sci-Fi S Y F Y, 
just premiered, and I just got to watch it. We were watching it right before this, and it was uh, it's really cool. It's uh, my buddy Alex Stone, great comedian, uh, and uh, my buddy Adam Dubowski. They they co-created this show called the Movie Show. It's puppets that uh, that they are like uh, they host a local movie show on a public access channel is the premise of the thing and it was a delight to write for and it's really funny so uh check that out i wrote on and i was i'm really proud of it uh moving on we got some emails i'm not i'm bummed out i'm not gonna be able to catch up on all the emails before this is over so uh i hopefully i got back to you you know uh personally but if not i will at some point i'll try to keep up with the email as long as i can somebody's gonna be really mad man I know, I know. I, this if, is, if you want to slide to the top of the list in, in seven days, you you might want to attach a photo. You know? <laughs> Coach, I am not condoning all that. I would want to now, stay if you want to Venmo us fifty bucks, <laughs> attach uh, a photo. <laughs> Coach. <laughs> if you uh want to feed into coach's horniness uh follow him at coach underscore t yeah somebody uh, tag my horniness on twitter man come on man. i got a family man easy <laughs> slide into coach's dms <laughs> no uh we we do have some here though that i'll uh i'll try to get it uh, i'll try to get to and uh, hey, last ditch effort, suttpod at gmail.com if you want to try to slide in before we're done here. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to address any emails we got. We got one from uh, someone. This one was on uh, Instagram. This is from, uh, I. her name is I Saw Who uh, on uh, Insta here. She said, hi, Tom. Love the podcast and Coach T. I've been doing stand-up for about a year and I'm kindly requesting some advice. How long do you keep performing your older jokes? I like to write so often. I have new material that I want to perform at Mike's, but does that mean I'm not giving older material enough time to be perfected? Just curious on your take. Thanks. I just so, looked this, I just looked yeah. this chick up on the gram. Yeah? She's black. Yeah. Changes my whole answer. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> you do what you want to do, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. I saw who. <laughs> you do what you want to do. Uh, no, no, get him, Tom. Get him. Uh, here Give him we some go. real advice. Here's here's the problem, and I need I need some information here because there's a few different schools of thought that I that I want to apply here. One is if you're only going up at the same open mics every week, as in you're seeing seeing the same people every week. And it's, I, I'm specifically talking about New York, LA and Chicago. Uh, if you're going up to the, at the same mics and it's all the same comics, maybe do the joke, you know, a handful of times and see what's going on. Fix it. Don't fix it. See how you're feeling about it. But then put it away for a little bit and then maybe bring it out later and tweak it. And uh, try it in front of real audiences and see how it does. But uh, if you're going up in front of real audiences, do what your best set is for a little while. You know, really get it going. It also depends on how long you've been doing comedy. Because if you're if you're brand new, y- your thought is, oh well, I wrote these jokes and I'm I'm supposed to keep them. If they're not working for a while, scrap them and bring something new out. I was just listening to Sean Patton talk about this thing where it's like. Uh, 
he he put a joke away for you know five to ten years and then it just happened to become relevant again because you don't want to just give up on something too quickly this is what i mean where there's there's multiple schools of thought if you're somebody who goes i wrote this joke and i'm i've only gotten this far with it and so it doesn't work even though i think it's really funny i'm gonna give it up the truth is if you truly are a great comedian and if you believe yourself to be someone who's funny enough to be a stand-up comedian you have to believe in yourself enough to go my ideas are funny even if this idea i'm not ready to do it right now that doesn't mean it's never going to be funny and so i've done it before where you pull a joke out years later and go what what about this i, I had some idea about this and there was something funny to it and you, you tried in a different scenario where you're a little more talented you have a little bit more skill you can make it work and it's all, you know, selling your joke to be the best it can be. It's all good, man. You got um you got some uh you got some you got some shit for us to get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I on? do. I got Ooh. I got one more bit for you guys. I got one last little clip for this week's episode. It is from fellow uh movie show writer, uh friend of mine, uh great comic Amy Silverberg. She did a set for Comedy Central stand-up featuring, and I really love it. This is the last clip for today. This is what I got for you. It's Amy Silverberg from Comedy Central stand-up featuring. Here is Amy Silverberg. I'm of the age where I'm going to a lot of bachelorette parties. I don't know if anybody here has been to a bachelorette party. Yes, good. Last one I went to, we played this game where we asked the future husband a bunch of questions, recorded his responses, and then in real time asked the future wife, see if their answers matched up. The questions were like, where's the craziest place you had sex? Or when did you know you were in love? We asked her, what's your deepest, darkest secret? She said, well, this is incredibly embarrassing, but I know that this is what he would have said. So I'll just say it. I like having my nipples played with and sucked. That's your deepest, darkest secret? She goes, no, 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 I don't know. She says, uh, I'm afraid that when I have a baby, it's gonna nurse and I'm gonna get turned on and come. We said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> then we played her future husband's response on the monitor. He goes, her deepest, darkest secret. She once had Jack in the Box five nights in a row. <laughs> she said, please don't tell anyone. All right, that was Amy Silverberg from her Comedy Central stand-up featuring set. That, that set is on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page in full. It's a great set. Check it out. Very fun stuff. And if you like the show today, uh, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Takarg rhythm. If you like Zach Galifianakis, I think you should check out Ian Abramson, especially on Conan. I think if you like a more alternative style of comedy, you're going to really enjoy that. And if you like Lavelle Crawford, I think you should check out Dusty Slay, Nashville Zone. He also has just a very southern, drippy voice that I love, and I think you're going to like him too. Uh, if you have questions, advice you want, joke detective, all that good stuff, S-U-T 
suttpod at gmail.com. Send us an email, suttpod at gmail.com. And if you have a joke you, you want to submit to us, uh, you got to Google make Tom and Coach laugh, and there's a form you got you to gotta fill out. But it's also on my Instagram. If you go to the bio, it's uh, Tom Takar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R. And uh, also follow Coach T at Coach underscore T-E-A. Uh, on behalf of Coach T, I'm Tom Takar. We will see you guys next week on the podcast. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.